Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger, and I'm coming to you to talk to you today about a very important topic. It's about initiating sex and getting rejected. A lot of the couples I see, they come see me and have these kinds of issues, and it's very painful. So that's the name of it, initiating sex and getting rejected. We're going to talk about why it hurts so much, why it might happen, and what to do about it. So why does it hurt so much? Firstly, we all have what I call the urge to merge. We all want to connect. John Gottman and his wife, Julie Gottman, have done a lot of phenomenal couples research, and they talk about minor bids for connection. You know, that there's an urge urge to merge. They don't call it that, but there's a, a need to turn towards each other is what they say, to connect. And one way to do that, of course, is physically. So if a person reaches across the bed and touches their partner, and their partner is non-responsive or pulls their hand away, that is a turning away from each other, not a turning towards each other. And we know that uh, that is actually one of the problems, that, that is one of the predictors actually of divorce, that this becomes a pattern. Not just the touching, the hand touching, but turning away from each other in general. So since we all have this urge to merge, and some people are more vulnerable than others, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, these more vulnerable people are the ones, these are the ones that are typically the ones that pursue, the ones that initiate. Maybe not just sex, but maybe other things too. Maybe emotional connection, uh, communication, maybe, uh, maybe dates. But sometimes it's purely the problem is in the sexual arena, the physical arena. And so this person is the one that reaches out in the middle of the night or even in the middle of the day, uh, makes some gesture, gesture uh, that basically is saying, let's get physically intimate. And when they don't get a response, that person can feel alone and disconnected. So that's one major reason why it hurts, because we have this urge to merge. We have an urge to be connected and when it gets turned down, we feel alone, we feel disconnected, and it goes against that instinct. Very painful. The second reason it's so painful is, and it's kind of self-evident here, but oftentimes it leads to feeling unworthy. Now it depends on our own self-esteem and security. Of course, if we were 100% secure, maybe it wouldn't bother us so much, but we all have insecurities. Uh, none of us were loved perfectly, and just in life itself, we we oftentimes have self-doubt. So when we get that kind of rejection, you can feel this unworthy. Also, self-loathing even. Sometimes even shame. Like, I must be bad. What's wrong with me? Like we hit that. We hit that feeling of shame. And even sometimes I feel disgusting. It could be that way especially depending on a person's life that they've had prior to then. So that, you know, we, we, we basically want to feel desired. 
And that can be more painful than not having the physical connection or the sex or the making love. It's this, I don't feel desired. It's a very, very painful thing that, again, leads to these feelings of unworthiness, self-loathing, shame, and sometimes even disgust. So those are the two main reasons that I see why it hurts so much. This is such a big topic. I could talk about it for hours, but I'm kind of encapsulating the main points here that I think hopefully could be very helpful. So the question then is, what might it mean? What does this rejection mean? Why is this person not responding to you? It's very important to know what it means, but here's, a, here's three possible meanings of that rejection. One is that the other person is exhausted uh, or overwhelmed or both. And it has absolutely nothing to do with you. It just has to do with their level of exhaustion. We're going to come back to this when we talk about what to do about it. The second possibility of what it might mean is that that other person is very guarded due to past trauma and or abuse, neglect, attachment issues, attachment trauma, meaning that maybe they, they reached out, like they made a bid for connection to a very important person like a mother or a father, and that on a habitual basis, there wasn't a, a tuned response. And so even that can lead to guardedness, not to mention physical abuse, sexual abuse, downright more serious neglect. Of course, that leads to people oftentimes being guarded, you know, and since sex and physical intimacy is a very vulnerable uh, experience, that that is oftentimes when people can be most guarded when they've had these kinds of traumas. And again, in this second case, just like the first, it really basically has nothing to do with you, the person who's reached or your hand out to the bed and got nothing back. The third, uh, possibly, what it might mean is that you're not giving your partner what he or she needs, or you may even be abusive. So that the person is protecting himself or herself from you. So that has a lot to do with you, unlike the first two. That has a lot to do with you. And so uh, we need to be able to distinguish what it means. So we're going to talk about what not to do and what to do. And that's where maybe uh, this is something that if you find yourself basically in the what not to do category, which a lot of people are, then you might want to shift to the what to do category, which I'll do last. So what not to do? Avoid sex. That's what people oftentimes do. You know, you reach out, you reach out to touch that person, and that person doesn't respond. You feel undesired, you feel unworthy, you feel disconnected, any of those feeling states I mentioned before, and that hurts, so you just avoid it altogether. And it becomes a pattern of avoidance. Don't do that. That's easy to do, but we don't want to do that. It really doesn't lead to improving your life in any way. Another second thing, uh, what not to do, is to act out in some ways. You know, people can act out in many ways, right? One of the ways is infidelity. You could cheat. Um, you could do porn, which is, might be not only an acting out, but it also could be an avoidance. Porn in a compulsive way, in a secretive way. But you can also escalate uh, arguments and yell and scream and, and blame and point fingers. Don't do that. Okay. 
The third thing of what not to do is to just adapt uh, and to hold it in. So it may not be exactly avoiding it, but you just adapt. You accept the lack of physical intimacy. Um, and maybe you tr still try once in a while, but you're not really dealing with your pain. You're not really confronting your partner. You're surely not asking for what you want. You, you are in a minor way, in that minor bid, but you're not taking it to the next level. Sometimes people need you to take it to the next level uh, of going from a minor bit to more of a medium bit, or at least a clear communication, which then is totally related to my next section is what to do. What do you do? What do you do? Well, of course, what you do has a lot to do with what it might mean. If, okay, so obviously, the first thing you got to do is get interested rather than defensive or avoidant or acting out. Get interested. Number one, what's going on? That's communication. When your partner's rejecting you, and I understand how painful that is, that is a communication. What is it communicating? You, you may not know. You may not know. It might be communicating that your partner is exhausted. It might communicate that your partner is just scared due to prior, prior issues. It might, she might, he or she might communicate, be communicating to you that they're scared or hurt with you or angry with you or disappointed with you. We don't know what that means until you ask. So we want to, number one, get interested rather than defensive. Number two, of course, once you get interested, find out if your partner is acting that way just because of the first one, which is exhaustion. Or the second one, the prior, tra prior traumas. I know I'm repeating myself, but I want to get it through you. Or three, that you do have something to do with it. If it's that now, what to do if it's the third? Well, let's talk about each, each possibility. If it's the first one, I guess it's number three, then be understanding, first of all. You always want to be understanding. You don't want to be judgmental. You don't want to say, well, you're exhausted. Well, then stop saying yes to everybody and take care of yourself better. It's not the best way to handle it, right? You want to be, you want to be uh, understanding, like maybe that person just is doing what they know, or maybe things are tough because they have a couple of kids, you, have, you both have a couple of kids, or whatever the reason is, and you then work together to get creative in arranging a lifestyle that might take some of the burden off your partner so that it's easier for that partner to do self-care, to get some rest, to have some energy so that, that person is more has the capacity to respond to your physical touch, uh, you know, and possibly even initiate his or her own physical touch towards you. That would be great. Um, if it's the second one, in other words, prior traumas, you want to also be understanding and supportive and listen. Listen. So, you know, I, I work with couples that have had prior traumas and that's affected their sex life, and the husband takes um, a non judgmental, accepting, interested view. And maybe for the first time in the part, why, in, in this, I'm just thinking of a couple I'm seeing now. So, in this case, the wife is sharing some of her sexual traumas with her husband and he's being there for her. 
And even though she's working out some of those sexual traumas with me, having a husband who is listening and there is taking off some of her own shame and she's feeling safer and safer with him. What do you think that's going to do to their sex life? You know, ultimately it will help them improve because she's going to feel more safe and more open and less shame. So it's very important. Now, on that, like this client who's seeing me, I would say that if you're initiating and your partner's saying, I'm rejecting you because of past traumas, you would want to suggest therapy, possibly individual therapy, maybe couples therapy, maybe both, but definitely that person needs some uh, way of working through and processing the prior trauma. And uh, if it's the third one, of course, the third one would be where you have something to do with it. Get interested. Get interested in yourself. This is when you got to be big and not be defensive and be open to some blind spots. A lot of times uh, the, the person that is getting rejected from sex doesn't realize how uh, that person is not meeting some other important needs of the partner. And it is very important to tune into that and be okay with having blind spots or weak spots and to be willing to work on it. So take a courageous look at yourself. So just to kind of make a conclusion to this, it's not even that simple, right? Because typically uh, one, you know, both, couple, both people in the couple are protecting themselves to some degree. Both people could be defensive to some degree and reactive. Both people uh, um, need to get interested in each other and in yourselves to try to understand what that's all about. What are you both communicating? What is the partner who's initiating touch communicating? What is the person who's rejecting your touch communicating? And how can we learn how to communicate in more effective ways to create a more safe relationship so that we can now have a kind of relationship where we can have physical intimacy? So that's just a, a little taste of, uh, of what... Um, might happen to people when one's initiating and oftentimes getting rejected. And so I have had a lot of success with couples in this situation. And again, the primary ingredient is a willingness to communicate. And that's very important. Very, very important. I always say we can't not, we can't not, we can't not communicate. I think I'm saying that right. So we communicate sometimes with avoidance or with acting out, or we can communicate with attention, intention and words, and ultimately affection. So this is Todd Krieger. Hope this was helpful. And if you have any other issues that you think might be, a, um, that I can help with, of course, I'm here. Thanks a lot. Todd Krieger, Making the World. Safe That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.